1: One, two, one, two, yeah, yeah, hey, hey Waking up with Energy 95.3 Waking up every morning bing, 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 bing. When you wake up in the morning Now here's Tucker and Mora.
2: Welcome to the Take Two Podcast
3: You've made it, you have arrived
2: so this is where we look back at the week on the air.
3: The week that was.
2: So if you missed anything, you might get a chance to hear it in this podcast. And if it's something you heard before and you're like, I heard this already, then you just press that skip 30 seconds, mm-hmm. skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds. Or button.
3: maybe it'll be even better the second time, <laughs> Tucker,
2: right? Could be. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you know when the new one comes out. And uh, we'll do it every week.
3: Thanks for listening. Ever wonder what would happen if you tried to use the first class bathroom on a flight when you're sitting in coach? I mean, let's just say there's a huge lineup for the coach bathroom. Yeah, They're you can't full, go up there. But you got to go so bad. Like, you're going to go in your pants if you don't go. Well, then go. what
2: you do is you tell the people in economy that in you the lineup for the bathroom, like, look, I really need to go. This is going to get bad if I don't get up there. And someone's going to let you in in front of them. They got that uh, steel curtain up, uh, separating economy from business class. Yeah, you, you can't pass that. Take
3: your elbow and you push it aside. Oh. then you don't have to tell anyone. You just run up to the bathroom, do you think? Oh. So I bring this up because this happened. And what will they do? They will arrest you and divert the flight. There was a guy who was on this flight that was supposed to be going from New York City to L.A. And they had to land in Kansas City because he tried to use that bathroom.
4: You're wrong. By making seven people wait here to use the bathroom while the whole bathroom up there is empty is wrong. I don't care how much money you got. So they rather let the bathroom be empty up there and let eight people wait in line to use the bathroom yes. while two bathrooms are empty in the front. you going to come to me telling me you going to call the police. You're still wrong. You're yes. still 1000% wrong.
2: I don't know. I I I don't think they're wrong. There's rules that have to be followed. You know what's amazing? And by the way, I can't afford ever to fly business class, but I have flown business class a couple of times using air miles. Mm -hmm. And once I flew with my wife and her work Mm -hmm. to Europe, once you get up there, (laughs) it's amazing how quickly you adjust to that lifestyle. (laughs) And how, as soon as that curtain's closed, how happy you are that the rest of the riffraff is held at bay behind you. Yes. You know what I mean? It becomes your own little private yes. VIP room. Yes. And you don't want anybody else to be a part of it. You get very selfish very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Even when
3: you got a guy like that who just has to go to the bathroom? Well,
2: he should have told his story to the people that were in the lineup behind at the back of the plane. Because, be you know, what? when you pay for business class, you don't want to hold all that riffraff waiting in line beside you, beside your fancy seats, your pods or whatever the hell you're lying in. You're
3: in a pod. You can't even see people.
2: <laughs> oh, you'd see them if they're standing there.
3: Hovering over you. Yeah,
2: looking down at all your awesome stuff. food and drinks <laughs> <laughs> what is the crazy stuff you saw go down at a restaurant subway in the u.s had to close because somebody caught a employee using a mop to clean the countertops as well
3: oh those mops are so gross too
2: yeah i feel like
3: they they're not actually cleaning the floor with the mop like that does that just kind of moves gross water around am i right
2: yeah, it, it, I the just. The
3: whole idea of the mop needs to be reinvented.
2: I hear what you're you saying. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, so we wanted to hear your stories of like, what did you see go down? Whether you were at a restaurant or working at one? one, one eight hundred ninety five three twenty four sixty four. Haley, what did you see go down at a restaurant?
0: So when I was in high school, uh, I was working for a fast food place. It's actually still in business, and. Um, Uh, This woman kept coming up to the counter, complaining that her coffee was made wrong. And finally, one of my coworkers actually spit... uh boogery loogie right into the coffee and handed it right back to her and she never came up to complain again so
2: that's what it was missing
3: yeah probably the saltiness and stuff you know
2: that is why i would
3: never ever complain about food ever so afraid to as well yeah they could mess with your food right
2: you didn't report the employee either right did you
3: no, no, I didn't. I didn't.
2: Ah, you let it slide. You're an <laughs> accessory. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Haley, thanks for the story.
3: No problem. Have a good day, you guys. Bye. We got a text at one eight hundred ninety five three twenty four sixty four 64 from Amanda. She said, I worked at a fast food chain. People cooking the burgers in the kitchen. were doing the cinnamon challenge.
2: Oh. Was that you... when
3: you snort cinnamon? No,
2: I think you try and eat a whole spoonful or something, but you can barely get it down, right? So
3: when they coughed, the yeah. cinnamon went airborne <laughs> and landed all over the food they were making. <laughs> but, I mean, in some cases, a little cinnamon on something is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? Mm.
2: Uh, Chris, what did you see go down?
1: A few years back, we had a carload of people come in through the drive through and requesting... Food that was no longer being sold, and my manager went to the garbage and pulled them out, threw them in a bag, and handed them out the window. Uh, um,
2: is this what? one of those things like, say, breakfast, is you've turned over to lunch, and then all the stuff ends up in the garbage?
1: Yep, this was the dinner turned over to breakfast, and yep, they got them out the window at drive through at like 3 in the morning. No!
2: Yep. Well, what else would have been in that garbage can? Everything, right?
1: Uh, yeah, everything from the night.
2: Oh, oh man. man. Well, you just got to make sure you don't order stuff that's been discontinued for the day. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, don't come in drunk at three in the morning
2: requesting food. Those
3: people were probably like, thank you so much. Wow, you guys really went above and
2: beyond <laughs> to accommodate <Yep>. us.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, just pulled it out of the trash can.
2: Hey, thanks for the
1: story. Hey, not a problem.
2: one 800 three twenty four sixty four. anytime you want to get in touch with us. Van, what's your story?
5: I used to work in and uh, so I saw a lot of stuff go down, but I was
0: a manager at one point and I had to write up an employee for taking a beef patty out of the grease traps that are on the side of the grill where we like push all of the gross stuff
4: and
0: pull it out and then
3: proceed to put it in someone's meal. Doesn't that add extra flavor to a (laughs) patty though? Let's be honest. A little dip in I the grease know. trap. Yeah, uh, Man,
2: this is the best. I've never had a burger so good here before.
3: I'm not asking for that dipping sauce anymore. I'm going to ask for the grease trap dip. <laughs> I don't know. I've emptied
0: those grease traps before, and I dropped one on the ground, and I almost threw up.
2: Okay. Well, good for you. Thank you for being there to stop that from going yes. down.
4: It was
2: gross. Hey, thanks for the story. Really appreciate it.
4: No problem, Thanks. Wow.
3: Imagine every time you go from lying down to sitting up It feels like an elephant is sitting on your chest That's breast implant illness And thousands of women say they suffer from it It's fatigue, joint pain, brain fog Hair loss, headaches, chills, body odor, anxiety Sleep disturbance, depression And the craziest thing is Breast implant illness is not an official medical term. It's a term used by patients to describe like a whole bunch of symptoms that they believe are caused by the breast implants, but the medical community actually doesn't recognize it.
2: See, I think I would be willing. And I don't know what it's like to go through it, but I think I'd be willing to have uh, some slight discomfort when I sat up from a uh, being lying down <laughs> in order to have like the best hair ever. Full head of hair. Not just full head of hair, but I'm talking...
3: Epic hair.
2: Epic hair. Like
3: Steve from Stranger Things.
2: Nah, I don't know. That's (laughs) kinda Well, I wouldn't style it that way.
3: You could style it any way you want. Brad Pitt,
2: Legends of the Fall. Oh, my God. Dear Lord,
3: I'd be running my hands through your hair every day. I know.
2: (laughs) Everyone would be. And if all I would, you know, require me to go through to have that was some chest pain... Only while I was sitting up from a lying down position, I think I would maybe trade that off. Really? I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. If, as long as it was only in that moment and then it would go away. I wouldn't want any kind of long-term chronic pain.
3: I dated a guy who was very self-conscious of his calf muscles and... My legs were more muscular than his. So he was uncomfortable wearing shorts. He didn't like his calves out there. He said if he could have any surgery, he would get calf implants. And it is a thing. But imagine having like sick calves. Like,
2: what good is that? Yeah, but imagine (laughs) having the best calves, but they're useless because it's just, it's all, you know, superficial. People are like, oh, Tucker can get that. Look at his calves. They're gigantic. (laughs) Have him lift that person to the next step of the ladder. Exactly.
3: What good is a big calf muscle? (laughs) You can't use it. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you're on vacation and they're doing like a who can do the most calf raises competition, <laughs> and one's like, "Oh, Tucker, you go! Yeah, You'll kill it in this!" And yeah. then all of a sudden you're, what do you do? You got to enter. Yeah. Then you just do a terrible job because those calves are fake. They're fake. But then you also run into the problem of your calves being disproportionate from the rest of your legs. Like, what about your quads now?
3: Yeah. Oh, you exactly. Get quad implants too. Exactly.
2: Well, that's why you got to pick the right size. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, don't go in there and be all crazy yeah. and pick a size that doesn't match your quads.
2: I want double D's. <laughs> I want double D calves.
3: And then when you're like having a session with somebody and the hands are running up and down your calf, do you say that they're real or fake?
2: That's another really interesting question because I, I will say this: that you can tell the difference between real and fake when, uh, for most women who have fake,
3: I've heard that I've never felt fake breasts before.
2: But. I have okay. many, many years ago. <laughs> May have uh, been at a strip club oh. in Montreal. Oh. It feels like something foreign underneath a layer of skin. Really? Yeah. And and I don't know. Maybe they're way better now than they were, whatever it was uh-huh. 10, 15 years ago. It feels like a thin layer of skin over a hard foreign object.
3: Well, Bundus, is that accurate?
2: I would concur with that observation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that'd be the same way if you had a with calf. calf? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God, your cast is so hot. I got to touch those. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. oh, this feels like
3: skin over a hard surface. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that would be the same with the hair transplant.
2: Ew, oh. what is this stringy, like, <laughs> wig-type hair? <laughs> I don't know I don't know no I think most hair transplants uh, feel like your normal hair because it is your normal hair they just take it out of one spot and move it to the places where it doesn't grow anymore
3: wow science eh Mm -hmm. unbelievable (laughs) do it do it do it
2: yeah 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 (laughs) no I'm not a contender remember I told you that story oh yeah I'm too far gone is it possible that one of the most romantic on screen kisses of all time could be called the worst on screen kiss by the actor who is in the scene?
3: Well, I'd be surprised.
2: Well, it certainly seems to be the case. Uh, I was just reading this uh, article that was talking about... um, The
3: most romantic kiss on screen? I want to guess. Celebrities
2: name their worst on-screen kiss. And one of them, I think, is one of the most romantic kisses on screen ever.
3: It's uh, Rose and Jack, uh, the Titanic. No. No. Rachel McAdams and uh, Ryan Gosling in The Notebook.
2: Mm -hmm. Most romantic kiss. Nope. Mm. Brad Pitt was involved in one of them.
3: Oh.
2: Uh, According to Kirsten Dunst, who kissed Brad Pitt in an interview with a vampire.
3: Oh, yeah, that would have been awkward because she was like, Eight?
2: Eleven. <laughs> she says it's because She was eleven was like Oh you're so lucky You got to kiss Brad Pitt But she thought It was disgusting She wasn't ready For that yet That's so cute That sucks Say eh? you get an opportunity To make out With one of You know Hollywood's biggest Heart throbs Right And you're eleven When it happens It'd be like If I was eleven years old And got to make out With Margot Robbie Right
3: It would be totally know? Lost on you Yeah
2: Yeah Okay so um, who had The
3: most romantic kiss And didn't like it
2: Um You're done guessing
3: Oh, oh, was it the Spider-Man kiss with Kirsten Dunst, speaking of which, and Tobey Maguire, the upside down one? Yes.
2: Yes! yes, 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 you got it. I got it. Yeah, you that, got it. That,
3: you know, have now you Now, who ever... is
2: it worse for, do you think? The upside down Spider-Man kiss, <laughs> Spider-Man circa 2002, mm-hmm. pretty hot. Do you remember the scene? Have you ever tried to make out with somebody like that? It does not work.
3: Nose upside is, down. Nose is hitting chin.
2: <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't work. By the way, the person who's complaining about this is not Kirsten Dunst. It's Toby McGuire. Yeah,
3: because he was the one upside down. All the blood rushing to his head.
2: Yeah, it wasn't only that. He said uh, because it was raining in that scene. Oh. all the fake rainwater was running up his nose. <laughs>
3: the worst
2: then when Kristen rolled back the wet mask she cut off the air completely oh great <laughs> yes of course it's like he was being waterboarded essentially he <laughs> had like a piece of fabric over his nose it was being soaked in water and the only way he could breathe was through his mouth but his mouth was busy you know right? making out with it Kirsten did, you know
3: he's a good actor Because he did make that look like a great kiss, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Well, most of his face was covered with his mask, so it was probably easy. He didn't see his eyes. Didn't
3: see his eyes like
2: bulging out of his head because he couldn't breathe.
3: Can't breathe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wouldn't have been as hot with that mask (laughs) off. (laughs) <laughs> Another one that made the list was the Deadpool kiss between Ryan Reynolds and uh, how do you say her name, Marina Baccarin, or whatever.
3: Oh, she's so beautiful.
2: Yeah, she's super hot. But I guess uh, because he was wearing so much. Um, oh, he was wearing. He was like, like, like yeah. rubber face essentially. Yeah. Had all the makeup on. Ooh. So kissing him in that mask is like kissing a giant latex condom. Oh. <laughs> smells like rubber the entire time. <laughs> mm sexy uh reese witherspoon complained of kissing robert pattinson in the movie water for elephants which i've never seen but i guess robert pattinson had a really bad cold
3: oh god (laughs) and they still did the scene
2: uh according to rob pattinson uh his nose was running all over the place and he was (gasps) right it was was wiping on her wig oh that
3: is gross (laughs) that's the worst yeah
2: Didn't you do like a class, an acting class where they made you make out with other students in the class?
3: Totally, yeah. Well, if you had a scene where a kiss was coming up, which was a lot of the scenes we did for some reason, like you were expected. (laughs) For some reason. (laughs) Yeah, because
2: you had a sketchy uh, prof or whatever. No, he was the best. Acting (laughs) coach.
3: But yeah, um, you were expected to actually do like a real make out. So I saw myself kissing on camera, and
2: let me tell you something. Wait, you would uh, you would watch it after? Yeah. So they'd film it, mm-hmm. and then would the whole class be sit down and giving watch you tips and
3: critique? Yeah.
2: And let me guess, you thought you looked great.
3: Looked great. <laughs> 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 looked great. Yeah. Looked great. Was
2: it a Frenchy kind of kiss?
3: Sometimes, when the scene called for it, Tucker. Huh? Yeah, depends on the scene.
2: You wouldn't just open your mouth and pretend there was some tongue action in there? You'd actually uh, throw it in there?
3: I mean, no, you don't pretend. You, you're you not pretending. You are there. You are that okay. character. You are in okay. the moment. Yeah. yeah. There's no pretending.
2: What did the acting coach have to say? What were the tips?
3: Um, I mean, he Less didn't, spit? <laughs> he didn't critique <laughs> the kiss. He yeah. would critique the motivation behind the kiss. But always it was in the right place. So...
2: Do you ever have to kiss someone while hanging upside down <laughs> from a web? <laughs>
5: <laughs> no.
2: This morning, we are celebrating Oktoberfest. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I get that um, a lot of the times Oktoberfest starts in September, but today's October 1st, and it felt like the right time for us to get into the exactly. mood.
3: Exactly.
2: And we say good morning to Jason. Welcome to a game we call One Star Reviews.
3: Good morning. Hey, Jason. These are actual Hi. reviews online from the most famous beer house in Munich, Germany, the Huffbra House.
2: I've been there. You've been there? It's a massive place, yeah. Really? It's a huge... It's probably uh, the most popular tourist bar, pub, house, whatever you call it. How's Beer the Hall? schnitzel? Uh, I had the uh, pig's knuckle while I was oh. there, and it was delicious. Oh. Thank you for asking, Laura. <laughs> <Nora. laughs> okay, so,
1: so Jason,
3: you're going to have to decide whether the reviewer gave this place one star or more after hearing our reviews, okay?
1: Okay, let's try
2: it. You ready for review number one? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. All these reviews came through Oktoberfest. Oh, good. And obviously, they're busiest time, and there's a lot of common themes here, like people waiting a long time. Okay. Review number one. Need two out of three right in order to win? Extremely long waiting time for food. An hour and a half after we ordered. And terrible service. You start with, can I? And they just say, no! And keep walking past you. I don't understand where the hell their arrogance is from. Being at this place felt like a punishment. It would be like going to the airport just to wait for a flight you're never going to get on.
3: Wow. Okay. Jason, what do you think? Did this person give the beer hall one star or more?
2: I'd say uh, one star. You are correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up here.
3: Two out of three right in order to win.
2: Okay. Again, this is the most famous beer hall in Munich, Germany, during Oktoberfest. This place is a perfect choice if you don't want any food or drinks and just want to sit somewhere. Uh I waited 40 minutes, but no one served me. I decided to see how long it would take to be served. I gave up over after over an hour.
4: Wow.
3: I
2: even asked someone twice. He did not respond. <laughs> Another server by the name of Ritzer... Is an exceptionally rude waitress. I saw her yelling at multiple groups of customers. <laughs> I felt like I was in a World War II movie and we were the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> what okay, do you think, here? Jason?
3: What do you think? Did this person give the beer hall one star or more?
2: Well, based on that review, I'm kind of hoping that's a one star. You got it. That's one star oh, as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you want one more just for fun here?
3: One more for funsies. Okay. Okay.
2: This was the worst experience we had in Munich. Wish I could give it zero stars. We are visiting family and decided to take a train to try this famous restaurant. The waitstaff were the rudest I have ever encountered in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They didn't even acknowledge us. My family that lives here are native Germans and speak the (laughs) language. I got up and found a waiter and asked a question. He ignored me and walked off. Wow. My German family tried getting the attention of several different waiters. I do not recommend this place, no matter how famous it is. Absolutely a horrible <laughs> experience. A great place to be ignored or redirected by six separate servers over the course of our time there. Wow.
1: They oh,
3: can't give it a zero. They, a gonna... zero. they can only. Yeah, get... The lowest get... is one star. It, it has
1: to be a one, yeah. <laughs>
2: they were all one stars this morning. You got it. Jason! Oh. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome.
3: Nice work. Thank
2: you for playing thank this you, morning. You.
3: If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, it turns out the majority of us would actually pick the exact same thing. Of
2: course. Easiest answer in the world to guess what everyone would pick. Yeah. It's not what I would pick. It's gonna be pizza.
3: It's pizza. Of course it's the best. It's not the best. Now
2: pizza's a pretty good answer. It would be a top three for me.
3: Really I I'm, yeah. I'm, I just don't care about pizza. I really don't. Wow you don't like pizza. You. Nah really? really mm. don't like a cold. Sometimes I can kind of like get behind like one of those Italian flat crusted ones that you get at like a nicer Italian restaurant, but like just regular pizza from like a fast food place. No, thanks.
2: Are you allowed to order different pizzas though?
3: Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume you could change the toppings so you could have like a breakfast one with bacon on it. Yeah. Put some merpini on there. Go vegetarian or something like that.
2: If I had to pick one food for the rest of my life, you'd never guess what I would pick. Ribs. (laughs) would <laughs> not be ribs. Ribs are My amazing. face is dirty all the time. You're always Why Tucker's sticky? hands so sticky? <laughs> he eats ribs. That's it. The only thing. Ribs. Do you think about how bad your insides would be if ribs that's all delicious. you ate?
3: I had yeah, ribs if you, last night. They r- were so good. You
2: didn't have a side of broccoli or something to help them make it down? Oh, so pizza's better? Well, you could have vegetables on top. Yeah. You could have some pretty healthy uh, pizzas. For me,
3: yeah.
2: one food. Uh-huh. As long as I could change it up. huh Soup. Soup is not filling though. Soup. Oh, you get the right soup, get a nice gumbo one day, a little beef and barley the next, you're turkey be, noodle. You're oh. Gonna,
3: you're gonna be running to the bathroom all the time, no, buddy.
2: You would have everything. You'd have a little meat, you'd have some vegetables, maybe a little pasta from time to time. Soup is the greatest meal ever. I could eat it three times a day, every day for the rest of my life. As long as I could change what type of soup I was having? Right. I, c- I would take that over pizza any day of the week.
3: Ah, uh, You're like a senior citizen, you
2: know? <laughs> well, I don't need it to be like pureed. I just enjoy soup. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, what would your thing be? Uh, I would have bone marrow. <laughs> I love bone marrow. I do love bone marrow and no, some you know, charcuterie. No, The cheese and cured meats. You guys have missed the oh, the nuts, best
3: thing. That nuts, you, nuts for you. I do yeah. love nuts. No, breakfast. I would choose bacon, eggs, a nice piece of rye, maybe like some sliced tomatoes. I could
2: get on board with that as a top three choice, but it wouldn't be my number one. Well, it's because you're a loser. <laughs> that's
3: why. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted to scam a scammer? I mean, Uh, the answer is yes.
2: Of course. We wouldn't want to get back at those guys.
3: Yeah. A guy in Ireland has figured out what to do the next time someone wants your bank account information. He's a 22-year-old college kid. He's done this three times in a row now, and it has worked, okay? He emails the scammer a fake PayPal invoice to make it look like he tried to transfer him money, but he says, you know what? It didn't go through because my bank thinks that this is a scam. Mm. And then he says, what I need you to do is transfer me some... A small amount of cash To prove that your account is real And then my bank will let it go through <laughs> And every single time The scammers have transferred uh. Uh, 30 bucks, 50 bucks Yeah, yeah. just to, you know, make sure that the transaction is real.
2: And what are they hoping to get? Do we know how much money oh, they're asking for?
3: He's uh, uh, promised to send them like 60 G's you know, oh, geez. like a so, massive amount of money. And so, so these
2: scammers are like on the, oh yeah, yes. 60 grand coming, all I gotta do is send this guy 30, 50 bucks. Yes,
3: exactly. Uh. And then he <laughs> donates whatever they send him to charity and he sends them an invoice letting them know they've been scammed
2: yes does he send them the receipts so the they can at least receipt? put uh, you know <laughs> get some benefit you know uh, what would be crazy though what is if this kid ended up getting charged with fraud because he's scamming the scammer oh i hope they you know what do i mean that. it's like if somebody tries to murder you are you allowed to go back and murder them you know what i mean uh-huh
3: Well, you've just ruined all the fun, you know?
2: Yeah, but I love it. I love it. (laughs)
3: I've literally had those hot water heater scammers in the basement of my place talking me through how they're going to scam me until I realized it was a scam and escorted them towards the door. So it makes me really angry because I've been there. I have friends who've been scammed thousands of dollars.
2: Thousands, eh? Yeah. What happened?
3: He's on the phone. He he fell for that um, CRA scam. Were they like Are you oh, kidding me? you owe us money, yeah. pay us in Bitcoin? Yeah, he totally fell for it. I mean, they're very convincing and scary.
2: How old's your friend?
3: He's my age.
2: Really? Eh? Yeah. Huh.
3: It happens. Trust me. I'll tell it you what, what happened to the me. Time.
2: The closest that I've come to being scammed, and I realized it as soon as I pressed kind of like enter on the keyboard yes. was that I received it was one of those um fake receipts from Apple iTunes. And they sent it to oh, my ac- yeah. email, and they said, you know, it all looked super legit. Yeah. You bought this app. If you want to contest it, mm. press this button here and enter your login.
1: You press and the
2: I, button. And I, I pressed the... I'm like, I didn't spend $80 on an app. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Start typing in my Apple ID and my password. Mm-hmm. I pressed go. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, my God. I just... That was the dumbest thing ever. So I quickly changed my password with Apple, and it was fine, but... For a second there. I almost got lured in. I was so dumb. You're
3: such a dummy. But yeah, it's very frustrating, right? Wow. So they had your Apple ID for a second. They almost had your credit card information.
2: All that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What are the chances your partner is hiding a big purchase from you? You might be surprised. One in five people in a relationship think their partner is bad with money. And if that's how you feel, (laughs) You're 10 times more likely to break up.
2: You know what my, wife, my nickname for my wife is? Uh,
3: right? Big spending Deb? Big sp- no, f-
2: full price Deb.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my wife is the master... <laughs> At paying full price for stuff.
3: <laughs> She's got that down? She just, it's like the
2: path of least resistance like, to buy yes. whatever she needs. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, she'll Google it or search for it online. Yeah. Boom, sees it. I'll buy it. Yeah, Done. No sales. No searching. No sales. No, no bartering. Price checking. Right, none right. of that. <laughs> and uh, I, I was getting mad the other day. I should be careful what I say, but she'd bought like, Something on Wayfair.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love Wayfair.
2: $800 and something dollars. I'm thinking Wayfair, everything's so cheap there. What did she buy? You know, a whole bedroom set? What do you get for $800? What did she buy? Bedding. Oh. For a few bedrooms, like for my girls and for us. I'm like $800 on bedding? Are you sure there wasn't a better deal somewhere? Because I'm pretty sure I could have found one. Do you get the bed with that? You know where I get my sheets? (laughs) Value Village. Yeah. You should marry me. (laughs) full price dead <laughs> meat. Um, and what would be your nickname? Cheap-ass Mora. <laughs> Cheap-ass Mora. <laughs>
3: so does this weather swing have the potential to make you sick? I mean, it's crazy. Yesterday felt like 40. Today it's going to feel like 16 and be wet and cold.
2: I was always told that cold weather doesn't cause colds. Viruses cause colds. And the only reason why you get more in the winter... Is that you're indoors more and you're exposed to more viruses as a result? But is that right? Why don't you
3: just tell us oh, did, I, did, the I whole just totally damn learned. story?
2: Steal your whole bit
6: there? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, was that a rhetorical question? I, I guess you didn't really want me to answer it. You have anything else you want to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Any other facts you want to
3: drop on us? Smarty pants?
2: Well, don't ask a question if you don't want an answer. Yeah, yeah. I was just answering, telling I, you what I heard I a like, long time ago, but I I didn't know if that was like an old, you know, school way of looking no, at things. No, no, the
3: old school way of looking at things is that the temperature outside can make you sick, and then I was going to get you to play a drum roll. Okay. And I was going to tell you that that's for losers who think that way. Viruses go around in the winter because they're stuck inside.
4: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
2: Today, we take the drunk spelling bee. Trinda, I want you to have a listen to this woman who's out partying and ask yourself, will she be able to spell the word croissant?
7: Woo! It's my birthday. It's your birthday. How old are you today? Um... Well, it wasn't. It wasn't today. It was. It was last week. But I was doing. I had to. I had a baseball game last week. So then I'm doing it this week.
1: You're celebrating it now.
7: Yes. Um. I'm. I am 21. What's your sign? Well, it's Libra season. But my birthday was like a while ago, so I'm a Virgo. What can you tell me about Virgos? So like, they're the Virgin, Mom. I'm still a virgin, but don't tell Chad that. Who's <laughs> <It was> Chad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's just my friend. Okay. Yeah, he's here, and but he's here with like another girl, and it's fine. <laughs> Are
1: you hoping to make him your uh,
2: significant other? <laughs>
7: no, <laughs> I mean like, like one time we did, like we went to the colleges, and he asked me to like go to the pier with him, and I was like, like maybe, and we and we like cuddled under the sunset, but like I'm like it's my birthday. Can, uh, shots.
1: What's your favorite kind of shot?
7: Um, I don't know. They've been. I had a couple. It was. It was clear. Can you spell
2: for me <laughs> croissant?
7: Absolutely. Cool. Cur.
2: So. Ah. Ah. Right. So that uh, Trinda <laughs> is a woman who's celebrating her twenty-first birthday. And uh, our thanks to Ian for hitting the streets Mm -hmm. for the Toronto area to uh, collect this audio. You have to decide now whether or not Trinda will be able to spell the word croissant. You got to get two out of three right in order to win with the drunk spelling bee.
4: I'm going to say
3: no. Yeah, I'm going to say no too. Can you spell
2: for me croissant?
7: Absolutely. Croissant. Q U I S O N T. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Q U. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you are right. Oh, good
3: for you. Nice,
2: yeah.
3: One more and then you win.
1: Awesome.
2: Okay, this is a guy that Ian referred to as Wobbly Dude. Okay. <laughs> what have you been up to tonight? That's a
1: that's a really profound question, man. Were you hanging out with your friends? No, I'm hanging out with you right now You're hanging out, this is all we have, this moment This is how we live our lives It's pretty amazing Did you ever watch
2: the Golden Girls? <laughs> no, I have not seen the Golden I, I mean, I saw it in years ago Have have ever been on the radio before Oh, you're old <laughs> Can you spell for me Pharmacy uh, <laughs> Pharmacy oh. is the word for all the prizes. Trinda. I
5: gonna
2: say no. Can you spell for me pharmacy? Uh
1: C H E M I
4: S-T
6: <laughs> Yes Oh, you
2: got it
6: Oh, good, for Trinda. you He was close to the croissant yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah I Doc. think he was doing bits or something <laughs> He was his, uh, in his own little space <laughs> I just like that moment where I feel like he just kind of lost it
1: um, I, uh, <laughs> I think he hit his head on the microphone or
3: something
2: uh, 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 You yeah, did it Trinda. Two out of two, Trinda This is sort of startling that there's so many people that have a plan, but 14% of people in North America have a zombie apocalypse strategy.
3: (laughs) I'm one of them. I am so... Have you not thought about this?
2: I mean, I have in a in like a superficial, just kind of fun conversation kind of way, but I've never actually sat down and, and ironed out a plan, which is what they're saying people have done. Yeah. Like a step-by-step, what they're going to do. They say millennials are the uh, demographic that have thought about this the most. Okay. okay of, all the, of the people that have a plan, almost a quarter of them are millennials. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think the first thing most people will do um, if there is, in fact, a zombie apocalypse?
3: I'm going to get out of the city. I mean, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to load up my car and get out of the city. But there's two different ways I'm thinking about doing that. Okay. One is about, like, driving north, and the other is is getting on a boat. Hopefully your boat, but anybody's boat down at... Uh,
2: Sorry, my boat's full.
3: Oh, oh, you're bo- you yeah. not letting me on your boat now. Bundus
2: already asked. <laughs> and I got my family to worry about. I mean, I might be able to get you on, but you can't bring your kid.
3: Oh, because she's three and annoying? Yeah. Is that what you say? saying?
2: Exactamundo. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be zombie bait.
3: Aww. Shut her up. Somebody shut that kid up. The zombies are coming. Can't you make your kid be quiet, Mara? shh, cover her mouth. Yeah, you'd be the worst in a no. zombie apocalypse.
2: Well, I, th- I think I wouldn't be the worst because I wouldn't surround myself with three-year-olds. <laughs> My youngest kid's turning 11. Yeah, but
3: you can't keep your cool, you know? No, you I can't think keep I, your I cool I think I'd be all. all
2: right. Um, okay, well, the first thing most people would do is... in a zombie apocalypse is gather guns and other weapons. Because those are the things people are going to want the most right out of the gate, and they're going to be harder to find as you go. Right. I would think, like, finding food would be easier once the zombie apocalypse rolls on, because there's going to be all those empty houses with dead people in it that you could just go in and, you know, grab some canned right. stuff, which is what they do in The Walking Dead. And
3: you have to understand that you should never loot a grocery store when the zombie apocalypse happens, because that's when crazy things go down. Oh,
2: there's always zombies in there. There's zombies, there's in, zombies in there. There's zombies in there. There's
3: on the edge who are gonna you know, do something crazy so no. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so these are the order of like, from most important to least important steps that uh, most people mentioned. Okay. First of all, gathering guns and uh, weapons. Number two, find a good place to hide or regroup.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: Three, gather supplies of food. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four, relocate to a place with fewer zombies. So you get out of the city, right? Which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, the fifth thing is meet up with family and friends. So you got Strength in numbers. You got to have a bigger gang than the pirates who are coming to get you. You That's know what I mean? That's so true.
3: Okay, uh, so are we going to have a meeting point, guys, if this ever goes down?
2: Yeah, it's my boat. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to regret that. Yeah. You're going to regret well, that. Unless you have some guns and ammo and you're willing to leave your daughter behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've
3: got a stick and a three year old.
2: Well, hopefully the zombies will get to her before you get to my boat so it's not an awkward conversation. <laughs>
3: great
2: no offense or anything
3: <laughs> she's gonna give us
2: away i know it
3: was there a real zombie taken to the hospital in michigan has the apocalypse started mora we were just talking about this yesterday
2: we were talking about our plan and what we would do
3: is the boat ready
2: Boat's ready. Okay, good for me and my family. Oh, you still haven't proven that you're going to be worthy. What are you going to contribute?
3: Listen, I'm going to contribute good vibes, good playlists. <laughs> <laughs> also, remember yeah. there's safety in numbers, so really we should be filling up your boat with as many people as possible if the
2: apocalypse no, is starting. Yeah, that's true. We'll need some people to be on watch at night. Yeah, yeah. Give them all the bad shifts. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. you're going to be, Mora, You're working the two a.m. to five a.m. shift. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, yeah. there was a dancer that was hired as part of this marketing campaign, and she was getting makeup put on, professional zombie makeup, mm-hmm. when she had a full-on panic attack. This happened in Michigan, and she was taken to the ER, but nobody told the doctors when she was being checked into the hospital that she was wearing makeup, and they thought something was really wrong with her because she had... <laughs> she had rotten. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> <laughs> she had, okay, and remember, this is professional makeup, okay? Yeah, yeah. She had She's rotten, so
2: pale. That's not good.
3: She had rotten, bloody, burnt flesh all over her face. So they take her immediately to yeah. the trauma uh, unit and... Fortunately, she recovered from the panic attack and the hospital realized she was not an actual zombie, but the hospital was very upset that they didn't explain when they were checking her in that she was just wearing makeup.
2: So that's the key to be seen immediately in the emergency room, right? Yes. To have somebody who's a professional makeup artist do you up. Like, it's things totally. are looking way worse than they are.
3: Don't you, when you're going into the emergency department, don't you put on a little bit of a show? I totally do, because I want to get in there as quickly as possible. So I will make myself worse. In what way? Would you cry? No. If you even- I'll be more lethargic, and I'll, even if I don't need a wheelchair... I will wheel myself in. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything is wrong. Yeah, everything
2: yeah. is wrong. Charisse uh, is a uh, nurse, actually, in uh, an emergency room, and she wanted to comment. Go ahead, Charisse. What did you want to say?
4: When nurses are triaging, like, they've been trained to spot the ones that are really <laughs> in pain and really in distress. and the Versus, ones that like, are kind of the just-
2: fakers, like Maura, <laughs> <laughs> who will sit yeah. in a wheelchair if she has to.
4: Are
3: you saying that you are not falling for my fake performance performance
4: most of the time no i mean there are occasions where you know it can actually be happening but nine times out of ten it's it's just someone trying to
2: you know sharice i don't know if you knew this but as a trained actor Ah. who is in movies like regression and robocop Mm
4: -hmm. yes i heard
2: yeah i don't know (laughs) i mean as a trained actor you think she might be able to fool some of your triage nurses (laughs)
4: Well, the thing is, um, we look at more things than just um, what the patient's telling us. Mm. You know, you look at your, the color on their face, um, their breathing, they take the vital signs, and a lot of things show right. what's really what's really happening. So yeah. So
3: is there a trick to getting to see the doctor quicker when you go to the emerge? What is there something we should say or something we should do that's gonna bump us to the front of the line, Charise? Come on.
4: Uh, unless you're coming in bleeding or with a heart attack. or yeah,
2: What if I say I have a nut allergy and I'm pretty sure my throat's a little tickly? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we'll monitor you closely, but it doesn't mean you're going to get into okay. trouble. Uh, By I the monitor. way, I
2: also dislocated my finger. And if you could pop that back in <laughs> while you're looking into the nut allergy, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs>
4: And just a little tip is also, guys. Yes. Whenever you come into emerge and they ask you your alcohol consumption, whatever you tell them, they always double it because oh. they know that you'll lie. <laughs>
2: Interesting. You mean like how much do you drink regularly during the week?
4: Well, that. But if you come in and they ask you, have you consumed any alcohol tonight? And you say, oh, a beer or two. They're like, yeah, okay. four beers. Four <laughs> beers. <Okay. laughs>
2: yeah. And will that help or hurt my chances of getting into the doctor's area?
4: Uh, it won't make a difference because they'll draw blood and they'll see what your alcohol level is anyway.
2: Oh man, you no, guys
3: can figure it out. No point in lying to you guys, eh?
4: <laughs> oh, it's sad.
2: Well, oh, well, thank you so much for putting Mora in her place.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. It's a what's the worst Wednesday? As we explore some of life's minor inconveniences, uh-huh. inviting you to call in at one eight hundred ninety five 953 2464 And we start with Joanne. Joanne, what's the worst?
4: The worst, and I, I would be surprised if you haven't had calls about this already, because it really is the worst, is when you're standing in line at the grocery store at the pill, and they won't move up the belt. Like, they purpose- purposefully hold the belt for moving up
2: yeah they put something in the way of that sensor i was actually at the grocery store the other day and and the woman at the cash was doing that <laughs> there was a, there was probably four feet of space of nothing exactly. and then at one point i moved the thing and she put it back oh. like she didn't want me any closer until she was ready to take on my groceries
5: i want to know what this point is here i don't get it i'm standing there with extra things to add on mm-hmm. it's like what Yeah, it drives me
4: batty.
3: And sometimes you don't have the cart, you're holding the basket, and it's weighing you down, your biceps burning. It's It's the the worst. worst. It's the worst. worst.
4: worst.
2: (laughs) Hey, take care.
3: You too. So we just got a text at one eight hundred ninety five three twenty four sixty four. The worst is when you register for the Putacana trip and they call you right in the middle of a number two session at work and you can't answer
2: mm. your phone. Oh, it's the
4: worst.
2: That the would worst. be the worst. It's the worst. Sarah, what is the worst?
4: The worst is when you buy a shirt from Monaco and it's only cool in Monaco. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. How did I get involved in this? Whoa. <laughs> le chemise
3: terrible strikes again. Wow,
2: it's been a while since we brought up Le chemise terrible. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much.
3: Sarah, that is the worst.
5: It's the
2: worst.
5: Mm. <laughs> it yesterday, so it got back into my mind. And
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I think about it often. I really do think about that shirt all the time and laugh. I don't
2: care what you
4: can say, I love that shirt. I will never stop wearing
2: it. Oh, I'm sure you will one time. You'll stop wearing it. Uh, Sarah, thank you.
4: No problem. Thanks, guys.
2: Obviously, a reference to the shirt that Bundes bought while in Monaco. Yes, I came back. Uh, we gave him a good little ribbon for that yeah, sucker. The coolest shirt ever. You the can you can sti- still
3: see le chemise terrible on Energy's Instagram at Energy ninety five three radio.
2: Yeah, if you want to be in on the joke.
3: Yes. <laughs> so the gender gap is alive and well in Canada. Wait until you hear how much female surgeons or how less they make than male surgeons. Female surgeons earn 24% less per hour Than male surgeons in Canada They just found this out
2: And these are surgeons that are doing the same thing The only difference is really gender It's
3: not because they're working less hours Or because they're less skilled It's because women perform way less Of the highest paid primary procedures And are often steered towards Less lucrative specializations Mm. Female surgeons perform Less than 6% of the highest paid surgeries What about gynecology? Because there's way more female gynos Than there are males Male surgeons still earn more hourly than female surgeons in gynecology. See,
2: that seems crazy to me and that's, when I hear that when we, it's like 2019. Yes!
3: And it's based on fee setting and the referral process is likely paying, yeah. playing a role in women not getting these higher paid surgeries. But it that just, 24%
2: yeah, you I mean, know? it it is crazy. Um, and to try and have a better understanding of how that could even be possible in this day and age, yes. I decided to invite somebody on the show, Mora. Okay. Uh, joining us now is Redneck Rod, who will uh, give us some insight as to why women deserve to make less in the operating room oh, than men.
3: Here we go.
2: Oh, hey
6: guys, what's uh, going on? <laughs> hey, Redneck
3: hey, Maura, hey, hey, Mora. Hey, Tucker. What's up, Redneck Rod? Hey, you
6: know. <laughs> Cracking a couple of beers, trying to count the amount of cars they have on my front lawn, but uh, otherwise I'm good, yeah.
3: So what do you have to say about female surgeons earning less than male surgeons?
6: Well, you know, them women, they like to talk, right? Like more than men, so maybe they're just talking for 25% more time Uh, and getting less done, uh, maybe? Could that be what it is? That
3: must be what it is.
6: I mean, that was one idea I had, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah brilliant ideas. Women got their like menstrual cycle, right? Uh-huh. And then maybe they're a little more emotional, oh. so they uh, probably, you know, have to take more days off, maybe twenty-five percent more days off than men. Is that could that be what no, it was? No, no,
3: no, that's absolutely not. Why? No. They're working the exact same amount of hours.
6: Mm. Women cry more than men. So oh, maybe they can't have those tears, you know, falling into the open wounds and oh, stuff of the things that... they're operating on, so they can't operate as efficiently, think maybe? we're more
3: emotional than men are? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you say?
6: well, maybe maybe the tears, you know, are dangerous in the operating room, and every time a woman cries, she has to step out, and yeah. she's just getting, like, 25% less, uh, you know, surgery done.
3: Right. So you're saying that the female surgeon is less professional than a male well, surgeon. Well, that's
6: just an idea. No. Man. I mean, I don't know if it's true. I was just uh, if, Any you know? Any other
3: brilliant ideas that you have?
6: No, that's about it <laughs> I think that's about all I could probably get away with Yeah? Or so getting into too much trouble You know <laughs> The missus, if she hears me talking about this, she's not going to be happy. Yeah, because yeah. she's
3: so emotional and...
6: Like, cries a lot. Yeah, yeah You yeah. can imagine.
3: Yeah, being married to you, I'd be crazy. Hey, too. I don't know what
6: you're talking about. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you later.
3: Thanks, Redneck Ron.
6: Thanks for having me on.
3: Wow, that was very insightful. Yeah, I
2: don't think we learned anything from him. He didn't seem like he was uh, <laughs> too knowledgeable on this subject. No. Mitch Marner has written a letter to the city of Toronto. What did he have to say? Was he complaining he was about complaining. his garbage not getting picked up on time?
3: He was complaining that there aren't more restaurants along the waterfront to go out to and have dinner. That's definitely a valid
2: doing. complaint. Yeah, got a handful of places. Got all that water space. Come on. Okay, so this is um, Mitch Marner and his message for the city of Toronto.
1: Dear Toronto, you've always been the center of the hockey world, and the summer was crazy for all of us. You hear from guys, you know, you'll be living under the microscope in Toronto. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Your hopes are big. Your dreams are big. You're the most diverse fans in the world. And your diversity is what makes you the best fans in the world. You've got your eyes on us because you know everyone's got their eyes on Toronto. Like they were with the Raptors, with Bianca. Your sport makes us better. Makes me better. As every Canadian kid who plays hockey knows, it's not easy. Waking up at 6 a.m. for practice, going to a cold rink, then in junior, long bus rides from London. All that hard work, all that sacrifice was to achieve my biggest dream, to be a Leaf. It's where I've always wanted to be, and now, it's where I'm going to stay. Thanks for your faith in me, in us, October's here. Sincerely yours, Mitch. Let's see how it goes.
2: <laughs> After that, how
3: about let's bring home the cat? Hey,
2: yeah. We're going to do this, baby. Yeah. yeah, We'll see what happens.
4: <laughs> we'll see how it
2: goes. <laughs> Wish me luck. That was kind of a weird way to end it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how
3: it goes. You know, ta-da, ta-da. I think it'll be all right. One guy clapping Man. in the background. <laughs>
4: Yay.
1: Let's see how it goes.
2: See how it goes. <laughs> it would have been funny, though, if he, like, totally wrote a letter where he was just ripping everybody up. Part.
5: Typewriter.
2: <laughs> Dear Toronto, get a life. You guys literally wrote about 600 articles about me this summer speculating on whether or not the Leafs will be able to afford me. Well, guess what? They made it rain, bitches. And now I'm making 10 mil a year, baby. <laughs> Do you know how many lap dances that'll buy me? If you thought Drake's house was big on the bridal path, guess what? I just bought Casaloma. And I'm tearing that baby down. It doesn't matter whether we win or lose. Because you know what? I get paid anyway. And. Thank you for wasting all that time this summer on your speculation. (laughs) Sincerely, Mitch Marner. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) See how it goes. Season's underway.
3: Why should fathers-to-be stop drinking months before conception? Fathers who drank during the three months before conception... This is insane.
2: No, you're going to scare me now. I
3: know. We're 44% more likely to have babies born with heart disease. If dad's a binge drinker, which is downing five or more drinks per session, which I know Mm. on a Friday night happens regularly with me, uh, there's a 52% higher likelihood that your baby is going to be born with a heart defect. Alcohol changes the DNA in your sperm, okay? Okay. It changes sperm activity too, and it can mess with your baby.
2: Wow, because I was um, definitely drunk when I conceived my first child. Yeah, my second child—I think we did that in the. Uh, it was just the middle of the day thing. <laughs> I think it was sober, but still, I An would have been drinking. Delight. I would have been drinking, you know, in the weeks leading up to that session. For
3: sure. I mean, when you pour yourself a tequila, mm-hmm. is it is it considered one drink or two drinks?
2: Oh, no, two for sure. So, and then how many of those are you having? Uh, if I'm like just hanging out at home, yeah, on a Friday night. On a Friday night, that ah, least four. Probably. So you're having actually eight drinks. Maybe. Or, or they might get a little smaller <laughs> later, depending on how ice, big they start. I know.
3: I know. It you is know. very easy to fall into that classification of a binge drinker, because yeah. it doesn't take that many drinks.
2: And you know, they're about to, when you go to the doctor and they start asking you what your daily alcohol intake is, yes. or your weekly, how many drinks you have a week, and they tell you what's normal and uh, what isn't. What's normal? They're, I, I don't even know. I, what I can tell you is they're about to cut that number in half Mm -hmm. is what my doctor told me. I forget what's normal. Maybe 14 in a week that's or something. not normal That's sounds oh, no, <laughs> pretty high sorry that's I think that's uh, I think that you know uh, around there is what they said is w- you wouldn't want to go more than
3: oh I see I see like the
2: maximum I you guess
3: know. well I'll tell you I've been cutting back on my alcohol intake mm-hmm. and I do feel really good but I am no fun at all right now <laughs> i no fun I was in bed at 8.30 uh, last night you know meditating like what fun is that
2: I'll tell you something else a little secret mm-hmm. and I haven't decided if I'm going to go through with it mm-hmm. I'm thinking about going the whole month without drinking.
3: The month of October?
2: Yeah. I stopped. The uh, last drink I had was September 30th. Oh. And uh, I'm just toying with the idea. I haven't fully decided. I'll let you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, exactly. This is the real test. Tonight,
3: you will know. Well, tonight, I'm
2: meeting up with a bunch of people at a bar. Oh, so. forget
3: it. So, uh, the rate of STIs has been rising, and they've just figured out why young Canadians 18 to 24 aren't wearing condoms. Um, there's two different reasons why. One of the reasons is women sucks. Well, yeah, that's probably the third reason. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons is if you're you're on the pill, you think you don't need a condom, but condoms are the only method of birth control that actually protect you against STIs at the same time. Also, young people say there's a lot of anxiety around buying condoms.
2: That's crazy. I've never been prouder than when I'm at right. a pharmacy. <laughs> And I get to put a box of condoms up there, yes. and they get to look at me, and then I get to look at them and say, yep, this guy's having sex. I know it's surprising. Wait, you
3: say that back to them?
2: No, mentally, I'm saying it with my eyes. I'm giving them the, you better believe I am. And the bigger the box, the better. If I could get a Costco-sized box of condoms and put it up there and actually need help lifting it up, I'm even happier. I
3: feel like that's why guys buy the Magnums, too. Just so everyone knows behind the counter
2: (laughs) that you need the Magnums. This guy here, I know it doesn't look like
1: it, but yeah.
2: (laughs) It's a battle of the X's. Sarah and Rachel are competing to see who's got the worst X. And Sarah, you get the first move. I
0: met um, this guy um, at a bar downtown Hamilton, he said he was a doctor from Germany, he was just finishing up his schooling and stuff for that, he was working at the bar just to make some money, but he was finishing his residency and he was going into radiology, and he worked in radiology in Germany, and so I brought him to Christmas dinner and my uncle was there who actually works in radiology as well. So I was trying to get them to chat because I was well, yeah, perfect. So maybe he could like <laughs> yeah. come up with a job. Yeah. But anyways, he got really upset. He didn't want me to uh, push the conversation, and that didn't. That Christmas gym didn't end well. Well, he wasn't a doctor. He wasn't a student. That whole thing was a total lie.
2: Oh, oh. and that's why he didn't want to have anything to do with your uncle, yeah. who would like totally yeah. call him out on the lie. <laughs>
0: Yes, I work in the hospital, so I actually had some old books that I got from radiology and I brought them home for him. so I thought it, I, w- I was trying to help him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, he's like, oh my God, this lie is spinning out of control now.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: Let's go to Rachel now and your first move.
5: We were figuring out custody while going through our divorce and we were going to alternate weekends. And one day it was my weekend. I went to pick my daughter up from school, and she wasn't there. And I couldn't find her anywhere. So I called the police, and I'm like, "Okay, hey, I can't find my daughter." Blah, blah, blah. And I ended up having to like call in an Amber Alert, only to find oh. out my ex husband had picked her up from school and took her camping for the weekend without telling me.
2: Oh, oh man!
3: Wow.
5: Yeah.
2: Was it a full
3: Amber <laughs> Alert?
5: It wasn't actually, but I'm like, I'm ready for an Amber Alert. I mean, I was like, I was talking to two different officers. I was like... You were like, release
3: the Amber Alert. Yeah. God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is a, that would be an awful feeling. I can only imagine. Yeah. Sarah, what is your second move?
0: He ended up getting kicked out of his apartment. He said that he had a fight with his roommate's girlfriend. They weren't paying their portion of the rent. So he ended up leaving over this argument. So my aunt actually took him in, and he lived in the basement of my aunt's place. So we decided to get a place together because he couldn't come live with me. My roommate was a cop at the time, and for some reason, she didn't like him.
4: (laughs) Well,
2: because he was a lion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she obviously knew. So I put a $1,500 deposit on a place. We were supposed to move into this place, sign the lease. And then when I was at work one day, this girl just shows up. I don't know how she found me. Um, she showed up and she said, um, she said, oh, I recognize your car, which is strange. I mean, a a random parking lot. And she said, didn't you go away recently? And I was like, yeah, I was with my sister. And she's like, oh, he picked me up and we had sex in the car. (gasps) She said, I left my lip balm and eyeliner in it for you because I wanted you to find it. Like, I was like, well, I would just assume it was my friend who left it.
2: Yeah. I mean, Anyways. if she knew he was with someone, wouldn't she just be like, oh, I can't do this?
0: It might have been when us moving in together was like when she was like, had enough. Yeah. So then I drove her. We went to my aunt's house to confront him and he just like went completely white. He packed up his one little woolly suitcase and I left him on the curb, but then I was nice enough to drive her home.
4: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's
5: sweet.
2: <laughs> to Rachel now and your second and final move.
5: So, my daughter had grade eight grad in June. So I text my ex-husband and I said, okay, so I'll get her all ready. We'll split the receipts and share the cost. So I took her to the crib and to Jacob, got her dress, got her, you know, the, all of the accessories and it came out to over $500 because grad is not just a dress. A
2: yeah, dress, of course.
5: Right. <laughs> um, so anyways, I sent him a picture of all of the receipts, and he's like, you can go have yourself. You're just trying yeah. to get money out of me. And i was like, what the hell? Left me with all the dope.
2: Aww. Oh, so, and he had
3: agreed to go half-seas with you.
5: He did.
2: You made her day, though, probably out of it.
5: I did, yes.
3: Probably the it best
2: did. $500 you spent that year.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. Sarah and Rachel. There, you've done your job. Now we have to do ours. Sarah's ex (laughs) lied about being a doctor. Yeah. And then uh, proceeded to cheat on her in her car. (laughs)
3: That's pretty bad. That's bold.
2: (laughs) Rachel's ex decided to take their daughter camping without telling her. Almost causing another Amber Alert in our province. (laughs) Wow. Who is going to win this battle of the exes? Everybody gets surprised. that's the good news, but our winner this morning is Sarah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, thank you so much for playing. Oh thank
0: you you're thank
4: welcome. You. Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you Energy 953.